Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone, to Inner Bloom. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. We are back from a unexpected week-long break. Um, <laughs> we didn't yeah. mean to take it, but... Um, didn't want to take it either. <laughs> you did let the, let the record show <laughs> that I would much rather be working and doing all of that than having COVID, for sure. Yeah. Weirdly, Ambie and I both got COVID in the same week. Well, actually, what really happened was you got co- you and my husband got covid basically at the same time we were hanging out without you we didn't i don't know that. how that's possible you live <laughs> very many miles away um but yeah you guys got covid around the same time and because ambi was so sick and i was taking care of my husband mm-hmm. um we were just like, you know, it was just too hard to record and basically like the whole week got cleared which um, was fine for me because, I don't know, I was tired. And then at the end of that week, Ambie started getting better. My husband started getting better. And I'm like, wow, I, I've escaped this whole thing scot-free. Like, you know, because there was nowhere to go for my husband in my apartment. We live in a two-bedroom apartment. Like, where is it going to go? Yeah. And, um, and then, yeah, and then my COVID started. And now I'm in the middle of my COVID. And... It's still very mild. I think it's much more mild than yours, Ambie, and it was much more mild than my husband's, but I just feel tired and congested, and I'm a really big baby when I'm sick because I'm not sick a lot. Um, so, yeah. I don't know how people are doing life right now. I really don't. Like, I don't I don't know how anyone who has COVID is just, like, going back out there and, like, seizing the day. I'm not really sure how that's happening. So. Well, <clears throat> so I think the big thing with me was, like, the sneezing I wasn't prepared for because, you know, I hate sneezing. Oh, my God. It I've was... been sneezing so much, and that's the only thing I've liked. I'm like, oh, my God. Am I going to sneeze again? I'm going to sneeze again. This is, like, the 10th time today. This is good. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. I, I was like, ah, just stop. I was getting so mad. And the tiredness, the exhaustion, I was not emotionally or mentally prepared for because I've heard people say like, no, you're so tired. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of tired all the time. So like, I don't know what that means. But this is like, just in case no one has had it listening, I would walk down the stairs, make my kids breakfast, and then walk back up the stairs and be like, I need a nap. That was too much work. (laughs) And that would be it for me. And I would nap or just lay down for a couple hours and then I would do it again. So that kind of, that level of exhaustion, that was a new 
that was a new level for me. I haven't been in the gym in a week and a half. Oh, I went to the gym this morning and I felt like like I shouldn't be there, but but like no one was in there. But then yeah. someone I knew came in and I like got out really quick. Cause, but I just was like, I have to move my body. I have to because I haven't in like three or four days. And I I don't even know. But yeah, like what you're saying about the exhaustion. Today I was trying to debate because I literally haven't left my couch in like over a week. And I was just like, I can't go into my office. I can't go sit down in a regular – I have to – and I'm like, I'm just going to move it out here. And then I was like trying to debate the energy equivalent of moving my stuff to the couch versus just coming in here. And I was like, all right, I guess that wins. Um, I guess it's more, <laughs> it's easier to go into the office. Yeah. yeah to just sit down with my stuff. <clears throat> um, yeah, I get that. Yeah. But it's really, I think, made me think about like, man, what a interesting time when, you know, it seems like more people have COVID than ever, um, mm-hmm. hopefully more mild cases and, and hopefully more people are vaxxed and, and boosted. But, um, you know, it seems like it, it's interesting that we're all at the very same time right now getting going COVID. Yeah, getting COVID and everybody is just kind of incapacitated. Like it just feels mm-hmm. like my mom was even telling me, she's like, um, she's like, I'll email, you know, she works at Temple University and she does uh, like career services stuff and she has to like organize events and blah, 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 blah. And she's like, I'll just email people now. And I just like don't hear back. And I just don't, and I just let it go because I'm like, okay, they probably have COVID or they probably like, whereas before there would be follow-up, there would be like, why aren't you answering? You know, people that they talk yeah. to now, it's just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's not happening. I don't. I don't yeah. know. It's like normal um, now. Yeah. So, yeah. but like on some, like on a spiritual level, do you think this is kind of like, in a way, the whole world needs like bed rest? <laughs> I mean, I know that. And if you watched my live the other night, it was that was the first live I. Well, no, I was still pretty sick when I did the live. I digress. So. It occurred to me as live was going on that I haven't been like that sick in a long time because we wear masks now and we do all these things. So really love that. I'm not getting rid of it. I digress. The point is um, that when I do get that sick, like pre-COVID, when I got the flu or when I got uh, like even a cold and I was incapacitated, it was always a message from my guides that I'm overdoing it then I need to rest. I need to relax because I'm overextending myself or I'm worrying too much about possibilities and outcomes. And I don't think that I was over physically overdoing it. I I feel like emotionally I've been like overdoing it in that area. And so I needed a couple of days like spiritually and emotionally to just kind of um, veg out and not do anything, you know? So for me, that's always what like, illness to this level means illness to this degree Mm -hmm. that I'm not in touch with, you know, how I'm feeling or I'm trying to avoid something in my life. So Mm -hmm. that was, yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, it's interesting because you could look at it two very distinct ways. You can look at it like, okay, this is like a very physical like thing that's happening to all of us. It's a virus. Everybody's getting it like, you know, 
But on the other hand, it's like, but what is the thing that we've all been collectively suffering with, right? Or collectively unwilling to see, collectively avoiding. And I feel like what that is, is the... Well, it's interesting because when you get sick, I feel like one of the reasons people hate it so much is because you're forced you're forced to not do anything, right? There's nothing you, – you can't really interact with people. You can't really, um, like, go work out. You can't – some like, I lost my taste yesterday, so, like, I can't really taste food right now. Um, oh, shit. <clears throat> yeah, I'm hoping it'll come back, but it's 90% gone right now. Um, but all the things that you used to do to distract yourself from the feelings that you've not wanted to feel, you can't do them. So you're mm-hmm. basically just forced to lay there, not feel good in your body, and probably feel some emotions that you don't want to feel, right? Like that's almost what I think of it as. It's like sickness is like time to process all the emotions you've been putting up. It's like it's backed mm-hmm. up in your system. And it's like, all right, well, we could have done this gradually earlier, but we're just going to do it real quick now, uh, all at uh, one time now, and then we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see about next year or whatever. Yeah. Um, so... Um, so yeah, I think a lot of this too is about us getting back into our bodies, about also being grateful for our bodies, being grateful for our health. Like I've never been so grateful for my body as when I'm sick. I've never been so grateful for my health as when I'm sick, you know? And I think that anyone who's been through a serious illness, like my mom who had cancer at a very early age, she's the most grateful person for her body that I've ever met. And she, she knows how precious her body is. Like she... And I think that that's another thing being sick gives us is perspective, appreciation, gratitude for what we take for granted every day, you know, mm-hmm. which which is truly how ma- – like our bodies are freaking magical. Like the way that they keep us alive, the way that they operate without us knowing how they operate, the way that they function at such a high level, like it's really amazing actually. And I, I so agree with that. And I feel like a lot of the time with life in general, we can get very um, ungrateful. We can be very, um, we can take things for granted very easily because it's very easy to forget what we have. And so the pandemic actually, when 2020 happened and everything shut down, I think everybody was afraid, but also everybody was really grateful for, oh shit, I didn't even take for, I've always been taking for granted the ability that I could fly to the other side of the the world. You know what I mean? I've been taking for granted that I could, you know, go out to the grocery store and pick up groceries whenever I wanted to. Until everything shut down, we've been really just... Um, unaware of how lucky we are in this world, in this body. And I think that I know for me personally, I've become accustomed to the way things are. It's interesting how quickly we can uh, adapt to, okay, this is life now. We just go out and we wear a mask and we can't go to these places or we have to make a reservation to go to these places now, but like, it's fine. We'll just adapt. And so again, you go into a level of... (laughs) being ungrateful again for things that we already have. And so maybe this is just another way to show us, hey, yes, you're adapting to this, but also let's be grateful for your body because now that's the one thing that you don't get a second chance at. 
Mm. Just, just a theory, just an idea. Um, well, you do get second chances with your body though. I mean, you do, but like once your body goes, if it goes permanently, that's it. That's what I'm saying. Like, yes, you do get second chances with your body. You can always make your body healthier. You can always like you, you know, technically you're a new person every seven years with your skin cells and the way that your body regenerates, blah, blah, blah. I get it. But I said, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, but the, the point here is that I, I feel like anytime something like this big happens, because it is interesting, you and I were able to avoid COVID for two years. And I think that's pretty impressive, but everybody I know now, I don't know one person that hasn't had COVID at this point. Mm-hmm. I take that back. I know one person that has not had COVID <laughs> at this point, but everybody, almost everybody I know is given this opportunity to look and see, Hey, maybe I need to be more grateful in this aspect. Maybe I need to look at this in a different way. And I think, again, it goes back to that two world theory. You can live in a world where you're like, why is this happening to me? Everything's sad and depressing and I don't want to doom and gloom. Or you can look at the other side and be like, okay, so maybe this was me needing to rest. Maybe I am so blessed that I have the opportunity to work. I'm so blessed that I have the opportunity that 90% of the time I feel good, right? And I'm grateful that I know what that feels like to feel sick and I don't feel like that all the time. So I think it goes back to this two world theory of which world do you want to live in? And if I'm going to be honest, I feel like last year, especially towards, um, you know, September and on, I was going through a lot of things and still am. And it was more doom and gloom and everything's happening to me, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, oh man. I mean, honestly, I kind of loved COVID. I'm not going to lie. I really did a little bit. Here's why, because I happened to get COVID with my girlfriend at the same time. And so we were just in this like cocoon of like COVID and it was nice. And it was just enjoying each other's company. That's what it was. I get that completely. I, but I had like a different experience because I got COVID with my husband but not at the exact same time like at first I was trying to avoid it and then he got better and then I got it so we literally have not touched each other for like a week and a half like we have not cuddled and we're very touchy like that's our love language is like touch and so I've literally just been like six feet from him in our Mm -hmm. own apartment for a week and over a week and it's just been I mean it's been nice to have him home especially when he was feeling better but like uh, to help me, you know, <laughs> but yeah. like, but no, I get it. I mean, I think, I think, I, I think again, this goes back to the idea that like, it takes a lot for people to actually stop working. It takes a lot for people to actually just like be with their family and be with the people that they love. I mean, and one of those reasons is because a lot of people don't have the privilege to do that. You know, we live yeah. in a society that is very, very hard to live in. You have to work a lot. A lot of people have to work many hours and sacrifice their mm-hmm. well-being and their time with their family. And so it's a privilege to be able to um, be sick even. I mean, that's crazy. It's crazy to say, but that is the reality yes. in our country. Um, yep. 
And so, but I think it is those moments where you really, you, you realize, oh, none of the, even not, nothing matters besides my health and my family. I mean, stuff matters because you need stuff to keep that health alive. You need money, you need shelter, you need all these things. But for the um, average person who is just obsessed with work, I would say I'm more so talking to these people right now for the average person oh. who's just obsessed with work because that's what the culture has programmed into you. I think this has been a really big wake up call of like none of that stuff really matters. Like your work, like, it's great if you love it, this is fine. But like it actually doesn't matter that much. What matters is the moments you have with people. Like what matters, Absolutely. <clears throat> what matters is the quality of your life. What matters is and and. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that is like a big um, kind of wake up call. And it's interesting. I saw this guy on TikTok. He was talking about, I never saw him before. I just saw one TikTok and he was talking about astrology. And he's like, I find it so weird that no one's talking about, no astrologer is talking about this right now. And he was showing a placement of Chiron coming up for the, the world. And basically, um, Chiron is the wounded healer. And he was explaining like this placement that's coming up within like a month or maybe two. He was like, this is talking about like, like worldwide awakening, like we're like worldwide. And I don't think that necessarily means every single person is like, ha, oh. but yeah, but like a big group of people realizing something, you know, and and kind of going to a different place with their mindset. And so maybe this huge wave is part of that, you know? Maybe this huge wave is part of, like, seeing, like, how hard we've been working and, like, how we kind of participate in a slave society in a lot of ways. Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. Especially if you have friends in other countries and you learn, like, how different – not just the society, but like the, the healthcare and the way that they be work. And um, America's really interesting. That's all I'll say. Mm -hmm. I saw some tweet that was like, I forget what the setup was, but it was basically like, so you're telling me I get a loan so that I can go to college so that I can get a job to pay back my yeah. loan. <laughs> and I was like, that's America. That's America yeah. right there. This is America. Mm. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, speaking of the body, should I read off some of the – I was telling Ambie about this like really fun article I found that was talking about um, really crazy things you might know about your own human body. Should I read some of these just for fun? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So this is a Bud BuzzFeed article um, and it's called – uh, 33 facts about the human body that will make you realize you don't know anything about the thing you're living in. <laughs> um, and it, I want to preface this by saying it's kind of, to me, the, the, the design of the human body, even though the human body is the most physical thing we have, right? It's, it's literally like flesh and it's a very material thing. Just acknowledging the way that the human body is designed, like the level of intelligence that it's designed at, that not even the soul living in it can understand or knows how it works. Um, even though it is such a physical, material thing, I feel like its mere existence and its function is what is so symbolic of something more. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like how ironic yeah. is that? 
Um, okay, so anyway, so here are some of the magical things that happen in the human body that maybe you guys didn't know. Um, <clears throat> okay, so one of these says, the brain itself cannot feel pain, but the organ can feel the pain from all other parts of the body. So I guess like the brain itself, like you know how they do like, um, have you ever seen that on doctor shows where they're like drilling into the brain, but the person's wide awake? Oh my God, the freaks me out. So I guess I've always said, I've always said that if I, if I had actually like gone to school right after graduation, if I had done things, I would be a brain surgeon because I think that the brain is so fascinating. I love surgery. I love watching it. I I would participate if I could. You don't want me to, but (laughs) I love the idea of the brain. That's why I love stroke rehab because it there's so it's so complex and there's so many things that like can go wrong and right at the same time. Like if you look at studies that are done of psychedelic mushrooms, the connections that happen in the brain when you are on psychedelic mushrooms are unlike anything else that will ever happen. And those connections actually last 20 plus years. It's really cool. Awesome. The brain's amazing. Okay, I digress. Go ahead. Yeah, there's this guy I follow on TikTok who's like a brain doctor and he like shows celebrities their brain scans and talks to them about it. I'm like, oh my God, so interesting. Love it. Um, <clears throat> but isn't that interesting? Like that, like, like you can't actually physically, like that this brain, this organ cannot feel pain, but this organ is what processes the feeling of pain for all the other parts of the body. Have you ever seen um, Hannibal? Uh, Hannibal? Yeah, like it's Silence of the Lambs. I think it's yeah. the second Silence yeah. of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. The guy is eating his own brain. Yeah, Woo! So gross. Okay, <laughs> he's just eating it, and his skull is wide open. Like, yeah, crazy. Well, see, that makes sense now. Yeah. Okay, so another one of these is during surgery, organs don't have to be put back in the exact position they are meant to be. Your body kind of just moves the organs into the correct position after the surgery. How crazy is that? That blew my mind. That's crazy time. Yeah, like your body knows mm-hmm. how where things go and can put it there automatically. I mean, it's similar to how if you get a cut, right, on your hand or your thumb or something, your body just knows what to make to make it look like it did before. Like, what? That's so weird. It's so crazy. Like, if you think about homeostasis, which is like the balance in the body, right? Mm-hmm. And your body's always trying to go back to homeostasis. I, that's probably why the organs shift. And that's definitely when you get cut, that's what happens. Your body is trying to, it cleans it. And I digress. But so the point here is that what does that symbolize in the universe? That everything's like the homeostasis aspect, right? So you get an illness, you get a virus in your body, your body knows how to get rid of that iris or virus. Mm -hmm. Let's say that you're not immune compromised. Your body knows what to do to go back to homeostasis, to go back to Mm -hmm. a balance in your body. So that being said, and that balance in your body can be unique to you, which is really cool too. My point here is that I can't think of an example where, I mean, I guess the conflict in the world is a form of homeostasis. Do you know what I mean? What, what you didn't finish your sentence. You can't think of it. Oh, okay. Okay. So <laughs> my like ADD brain is just all over the place. So I I guess my point here is that I can think of most examples that show, okay, the human body is doing this, right? And that is reflective in our universe or our world in this way. Like that's pretty cool, especially with the pandemic. Like 
for example, we're overpopulated, we're killing the environment, we're doing all of these really terrible things to the earth. And in 2020, we shut down and it it righted a lot of wrongs that we did to the earth, right? It helps the earth in a lot of different ways. The environment was much better when humans are not involved mm-hmm. or not involved as heavily. So and the metaphor for that is like intermittent fasting? Yeah, right? Like the metaphor for that is like resetting your body or like, you know, going for a run, doing something to like help your body get better. Or maybe like if you're under cardiac arrest, shocking the heart, like something a little bit better, temporary fix. I think think my analogy was the best. Your analogy was probably the best. Just because you're saying when humans aren't involved and it's like stop stop putting things in your body for just a little bit in the body. To kind of reset it. You're right. It was the best analogy. I, my point is, I think that there are probably things that we take for granted every day that is the universe's way or the world's way of being in that homeostasis situation. Oh, yeah. Right now. Right now. It's in homeostasis. It's constantly trying to get back to homeostasis. Like, that's the thing. You could argue that every moment is like homeostasis is is a version of homeostasis or is a part of the process of homeostasis i mean it reminds me a lot of what abraham hicks is talking about is like it's all working out for you it's all working it's all Mm. going back it's all constantly rebalancing like you know like you don't have to figure out how the earth spins in its orbit it already Mm. does it's already doing it Mm -hmm. see yeah and you don't have to learn gravity you just see that's the other thing that i think is so cool because the earth is just spinning around. We don't have to think about gravity. Our blood is just moving through our body. We don't have to worry about breathing, digesting our food, anything like that. It just happens. It's just working. Yeah. And I think that that's a, an interesting metaphor for us, like a microcosm as compared to a macrocosm. Yeah. It's like, it's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, you don't have to know how your body works in order to know that it's working and that you're alive and it, all the systems are working. You just automatically trust it because that's how you've been raised. So it's like apply that to like kind of your life. Um, Okay, let me read another one of these. Okay. This one is fascinating to me. Your brain regulates how strong your muscles are. If your leg muscles were to contract at full strength, they would snap your femur. Your body is capable of great strength, but it could also severely damage you. So your brain keeps you a weak, soft bag of jelly. I like and the way they wrote that. That's funny. Me too. But do you guys get what that's saying? That's that like accounts for when there, there's, there's those stories of like mom lifting moms lifting cars off of children and having superhuman strength in these crazy dire situations. Like this fact is explaining that. This fact is saying <laughs> your brain is what tells your muscles how much they can be used. Like, so we think we know our full strength. We think, oh, I I work out in the gym. Like, I do push-ups. I understand how strong I am on an average day. The truth is your brain is is capping it. Your brain is saying you can only really on an average day and in this situation, you're only going up to here because we need to protect the body. But – in a situation where you, it's necessary, it's survival, it's survival of yourself or someone else, this is saying your brain could say, all right, we're going to full capacity right now. And all of a sudden you mm-hmm. have this crazy amount of strength. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that's absolutely fascinating because it, dis- it uh, scientifically explains or biologically explains that phenomenon. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, I also think that you can look at this phenomenon when people are on like uh, drugs like PCP, um, because that like the, the full capacity of your strength kind of comes out or um, um, people with autism, like children with autism that are um, on the uh, lower functioning, like my niece, she, sorry if you can hear my kids, she has, she's super strong, nine years old, has to, like, if she gets a shot, she has to be held down by like four people, four grown adults, because she's super strong, because she doesn't have that component or that belief that she's not strong, right? right? So it's that that belief in your body that says, I can only go to this capacity. And so if you get rid of that belief, it's it's kind of untapped potential. Yeah. It's really interesting. That also explains like hypnosis. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Or hypnosis also explains that. Or how you can like run a marathon. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's insane. Like, it basically is showing you and it also ta- it also kind of makes you think about how they say like, oh, you're only using 10% of your brain, right? It's like, oh, so maybe what it's saying is your, your brain is only letting you use t- – it's only using 10% power because yeah. it's – that's how it preserves you. It's the same thing as if you have a car. You might have a car that goes so fast, like the Tesla or whatever. It doesn't mean you need to drive the car literally at its max speed the whole time. You wouldn't because no, you want to preserve the, hurt car. the car. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But if so, you needed to get away, then you could. Yeah, you can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same um, page. Okay. So let's see. Um, the liver can regenerate itself. If you literally cut off two thirds of the liver, it can regrow in about two weeks. Um, two weeks? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I did not know that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, you can only swallow two or three times before your body forces you to wait to try again. What? Interesting. Can you read that again? My brain you can only swallow that. two okay. or three times before your body okay. forces you to wait to try again. Huh. I feel like that's true. I mean, all of these are apparently true, but I feel like I've experienced that. Um, okay. Your intestines are in near constant motion, wiggling like a worm. That's interesting. That's true. It's um, disgusting. <laughs> your cornea in the eye is the only part of your body that doesn't get oxygen from your lungs. The cornea just absorbs free oxygen from the air the way that insects do. This is why contact lenses have to be breathable. Ugh. That's yeah, gross. Yeah, I didn't know that. Ugh. Know that. We're lizards, guys. <sighs> no, lizards lick their eyes. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, right before you vomit, your mouth fills with quite a bit of saliva. This normally happens 30 to 45 seconds before you vomit. It does this to help protect your mouth from the acids in the vomit. How smart. Have you ever, have you ever had your, um, mouth fill up with water when you're about to eat something sour? Oh yeah. Just thinking about eating something sour. Just thinking about something up. sour, your mouth fills up with water. So I wonder if it's doing the same thing same because thing. there's a lot of sa- there's a lot of acid in sour things. Interesting. Mm. Oh, that's so, uh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. That's so true. Hmm. Okay. Um, this is just funny and you guys will all probably try it now, but you can't hum with your nose plugged. I'm gonna try it again. I'm gonna try it again. Hold on. Okay. Wait. Mm. (laughs) 
The reverberation happens in your nose, that's why. But you never think of that when you hum. It's crazy. You, you think of humming kind of in your mm. mouth, but in it's really th- yeah, it's really like your right, nose. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um, speaking of the nose, when you're breathing through your nose, most of the air enters through one nostril. The nostril being used switches every few hours. This is called the nasal cycle. Mm-hmm. Like it's interesting. Yeah. Um Do, do, do. Hold on. Let's see. Oh, there are no muscles in your fingers. They are powered by muscles in your hands and forearms. I thought that was interesting because I just never thought of that. I never – I was like, wait, there's not? What? That's so – yeah, it's so weird. Tendons and bones. Yep. Um, Okay. That's basically (laughs) it. There's there's some more. But here, here. We'll end on this one. Um. You always see the end of your nose. Your brain just tells your eyes not to show it in your view. What? That's crazy. Yeah, your I mean, brain that makes edits sense. it out. Huh. Yeah. But see, this is what I'm talking about is if your brain can, can do something like that, it's just like, hey, don't show that because we don't need to see that. Basically, that's why, right? Like, why, we don't need to see this. Just edit it out so we can see a clearer vision. Um, then what else is it editing out? Like, what else is it editing? Like, if that's I heard something, to- I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast or I just shared this with you, but I've heard something on the pod uh, on the podcast. No, I heard something on my own time that <clears throat> was like, okay, you can't prove that the people in your life are real or if they're just a hallucination that you have made up their background and things like that. You can't prove that. There's no way to prove that. Okay. Then this guy goes on and says, I'm going to like freak you out. Your brain is actually only computing. What is it like 2% of what's happening in your physical reality. And then the rest of it, your brain puts together from past events. So for example, like if you're in a crowded um, airport, right? Right. Your brain is only calculating like a few people and then putting together that there are more people. So I need to be alert and blah, 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 blah. And all of those things kind of shutting everything down. A good example of this is like when you see a bulletin board, that's really messy with a lot of like stuff on it, you actually completely ignore it. And you'll, you won't see anything on the bulletin board unless you focus on what's on the bulletin board. Because it overwhelms or overstimulates your brain. So right. your brain tells your body to shut it down. Okay. Because we're like, we're, we're monkeys, right? So we have to go on survival. So right. what is here for our survival? It's not that bulletin board. It's what's in front of right. us. Is there anything blocking our walking pattern? Is there anything that's going to hurt us? No, we got to keep going. Right. And that's actually why your peripheral vision, this is, will freak you guys out too. Your peripheral vision is meant to pick up movement. So if you see something out of the corner of your eye and you tell yourself that was nothing, that was something that was actually a real thing that your brain has picked up as danger or something is wrong. And that's typically why you get freaked out when you see movement out of the corner of your eye that shouldn't be there. Like if you're alone in the house, because you know, you actually just saw that but your brain senses it as danger because it knows that nothing should be there. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting. I kind of like to think about, 
Like, I feel like I've considered what you just said before. And yeah, we can't prove that this is not like what you're saying is I can't prove that this isn't a simulation. Right. Right. Exactly. And well, so what I think is interesting is like, have you ever played a video game where, well, do you like a world video game where you're in a world and you can go build world or go to go to different parts of the world? So the way that that happens on a very high level is that it's not that the whole world is basically downloaded at all times. It's constantly downloading and processing depending on where you go just to – do you get what I'm saying? The picture Mm -hmm. is constantly very, very quickly downloading. It's like, oh, they're going here. Okay, let's download that picture really quick. But before you went there, it wasn't downloaded. It was was seeing where you were going to go. And so – Interesting. So – so I think about that in real life. Sometimes I'm like, okay, my door is shut right now. So I'm not seeing my living room. So is it there? Like, mm. how do I know it's there? It's, yeah, I can't how do I know. know it's there? Yeah. Yeah. All I can know is what's in my vision and what's processed around me. Like, is my living room actually there? I have no way of proving that. I have no way of being yeah. able to know. That's a freaky idea. That kind of it freaks me out. Like The Sims, I don't like The Sims. It scares the shit out of me. Nope. Don't want to play it. A really good it. Twilight Zone would be that at the end of your whole saga, yeah. your life just takes a dramatic turn one day and you like, and it just gets so, like you're living this happy life and then all of a sudden your life just takes this dramatic turn and you can't understand why you keep doing these crazy things and and engaging in this crazy behavior and then at the end of the episode it zooms out and turns out you were a sim the whole time and one of the kids got a hold of dad's sims and just went crazy <laughs> that's what well, oh my god that actually scares the shit out of me i know the idea would. there's like <clears throat> the idea that like i'm not in control or the idea that like this is all not real and i'm gonna wake up and like be in a completely different life scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, Somebody on – Sabrina on Facebook just said, I think about this all the time. Like when we're driving on the street, like who are all the other cars? I think what freaks me out about that is thinking like, wait, that person has a whole freaking life and childhood. Yes. Like that freaks me out because I'm like I'm the main character. Like – how are these people the main characters in their life, mm-hmm. you know? It's really weird. It's really weird. It is a weird concept to think about, like, that we're all the main characters in our stories and everybody else is just kind of background noise, right? But in your story, you're the main character. It's just, it's very, and how can we all be the main character in so many, like, it's just, it's a weird concept to think about. But it's a main character from your point of view. Like you're you're going to be yeah. the narrator in your story. You're absolutely. You're uh, what do you call it? The dialogue in here that most people have. Yeah. yeah. You Maybe. know, some people. Do you know? Okay, I learned this fun fact that on some TikTok. People I don't know have, if it's true. Some people don't have half. That. Half the population doesn't have that. Half that the population. It blows my mind. I don't understand how that's possible. What? Like, how do they think? I've... Like, yeah, I've never met someone that doesn't have an internal dialogue. Yeah, I like I genuinely am confused, like how they think, because like what? Because mm-hmm. when I think, I'm thinking from a first person perspective of like, oh, I'm really nervous about that, or like, oh, I really hope this happens, or how am I going to get that? Like, I'm talking yeah. to myself, or I got to get groceries today. Yeah. Hey, this is my list of things to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like 
that that internal monologue like always goes like but really like if somebody has this if somebody doesn't have an internal monologue or whatever it is like what do you, how do you think like it's just so i, I don't know yeah how what happens and then also yeah let us know write in share with us we'll have you on the podcast maybe i don't know because i have questions and i want to know from a first person like what's going on the other thing that boggles my mind and i know that a lot of people do this how do you just go to sleep how do you just fall asleep you don't have anything that's like oh shit you forgot to do this today or oh this is what we're doing tomorrow oh i just go to sleep (laughs) when i I know you do when I'm when I have to go to sleep, it's almost like somebody has drugged me, and I have like five seconds to get to the. Is I'll literally be sitting there like this on the couch. Last night was the Bills game, and it's like it was a really big game for like my husband. And anyway, and the game was so back and forth. Like we thought they were gonna lose, then they were definitely gonna win, then they were gonna lose, then they were gonna win. It was a crazy game, and um, I was just like, I was like. I felt like I was drugged and I was just, somebody kept poking me every time I was gonna, whatever. And then when it was over, I just went into the bedroom, turned off the lights and I don't remember anything. I just go to sleep. That's crazy. That's crazy. Like maybe you're just not tired enough. You're just not tired enough. Because if you are tired enough- I'm tired at two in the morning. Well, then why does it take you so long to fall asleep? Are you on your phone? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm watching TV. Like it's- it's very strange because I've been like this since I was in high school. I fight sleep. I don't know why. You're not going to literally. <laughs> I don't know. I want well, to sleep. I don't know what's happening in my brain that I will feel myself falling asleep. And I have caught myself in my head go, I'm not asleep. I'm awake. <laughs> why? Bitch, just go to bed. Like, what's happening? Maybe you felt like you always had to be like on guard when you were younger. Like you shouldn't sleep. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, I so I used to get very upset when like my hu- – when, when I couldn't go to sleep and my husband would be able to go to sleep and I would feel very, very sad. And I would be like, why, why are you going to sleep? Like I would feel like a little kid whose parent was like telling them it was bedtime and I was like, no. And now – like my husband like resents me basically because he's like you can't even make it past nine o'clock so we can't even go in. <laughs> I'm like, yep, I guess. Um, yeah, that's funny. Anyway. Well, I- I'd say this was a successful um, episode back. Thanks everybody for allowing us to have a break. Not like you had a choice. Like, what were you gonna do? Like, come to our house and force us to record? No. Um, well, that would have been fun. <laughs> creepy recording a podcast in a hostage situation um but um we have recently had four more people sign up for our uh you're not crazy you're intuitive course which is starting february 7th so really excited about all the new enrollees and everybody's in our private facebook group um getting to know each other already and it's really exciting to see this community forming because you know, I, I actually I did an interview yesterday. Someone interviewed me, um, Shira and Carrie from the Love Always Self podcast, and they were um, asking about you know this podcast. And I I was telling them about how you know that that really was what started this podcast was like us realizing how crazy we felt when we weren't talking to each other, and how yeah. empowered we felt <laughs> when we were talking to each other, and how much our gifts were coming online the more we talked to each other. So. You know, this course and this community that's starting February 7th 
is really like based in that same um, intention. And so if you're somebody who is wanting to develop your intuition and learn how to do readings and mediumship and remote viewing and all kinds of fun Hogwartsy things, um, make sure that you sign up while we still have spots left. Um, but also understand that this is about being a part of a community where you will come to understand that you are not crazy, you are very sane, you are very powerful. Um, I think it's really important in your development. So that's it. 100% agree. The support that you receive is probably the most important. So, Indeed, indeed. Um, any Anything else we should announce, Ambie? Oh, wait, I do want to uh, announce go ahead. one thing. Yeah. Um, this week... The, on Friday, we are doing our monthly conversations with ARC9. This is the public one. This is the $20 tier on our Patreon, the Dragonfly tier. Um, so if you guys want to – sorry. If you guys want to uh, ask a question to the ARC9 or two, depending how many people show up to this thing um, – Definitely sign up for the Dragonfly tier. These conversations happen once a month. They're so fun. Um, Ambrosia channels the Arc Nine, the Arcturians, and they answer your questions on anything from personal matters to um, past life stuff to world stuff, whatever you want to know. They'll give you some sort of answer. So, <laughs> some sort of answer. You might not like the answer, but you get it. You'll get it. Uh, Ambi, anything you wanted to announce? No, there's no announcements I have at this time. Okay. okay. Sounds so formal when I said that. Okay. Oh, I just got a notification that my bite, my 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 Invisalign nighttime bracers uh, braces are on the way. Woohoo! Um, have you done the daytime ones yet? How is that going? No, I don't. This have is not to. a plug for Invisalign, I, but oh, but if anybody wants a code, I have like an eighty-five dollar discount for people. Um, you can just type in Alexa Soothes at Bite.com. B Y T E. It's an Invisaligner that you that you have the option to only do it at night, and that is huge because I'm not gonna do then it. You don't the have night. to take it out when you like eat or anything. Yeah, no, it's literally like a night. It's like a retainer. But and it only it's gonna take five six months and you know what's so cool about it like the reason why it's so why it works like that why you can do a nighttime retainer is when you get the nighttime option it comes with this like it's like <laughs> this sounds so weird. something you put in your mouth and you basically it sends pulses through your gums and it makes it so that your teeth can shift like more easily it's something they patented and. Um, yeah. Wow. They're the leading Invisalign brand, this brand that I'm working with right now. So I'm excited. And it's on the way. And I'll let you guys know how it is. Anyway, that's it. Exciting. Love I'm you guys. excited about your teeth journey. Thanks. Tooth journey. My tooth journey. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. Keep on blooming. Bye, everybody. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast.